0: All right, guys. Whoa! Well, welcome to the second episode of Uva Radio's coverage of the Uva student elections. I'm joined today by Pelo, Thank you very much for coming in. How are you doing today, mate?
1: I'm good. It was a busy day. Um, we had a lot to do. I had a central debate, which was nice. Uh-huh. It went good. Um, we got a lot of votes, going up to people asking, "Hey, can you vote for me?" And then, "Oh, what do you stand for?" And explaining everything. Every yeah. time again, a hundred times a day. Yeah, man. Um, which is tiring, but it was nice. It was a good day. And people really liked our standpoints, um, which is good to see. And which
0: party do you represent?
1: We represent Inter. Inter Uva. Yeah.
0: And I just want to talk a bit about at the start about what's going on here. Because I feel like one of the main issues is that people just have no clue what's going on with these elections. Like I've been here, this is my fourth year at the uva And this is the first time that I've heard or even known these elections are going on or what the point of them is, or anything. Um, so you're running for the CSR, yeah. which is a central student um, council. council. Yeah. yeah. And that means that you'll be able to directly influence the university board, correct? Yeah, correct. And how does that... So there'll be you, if you get elected, along with who else in the in the council?
1: Well, we don't know yet because elections are not over. Okay. Um, there are five parties running.
0: And how many people from the five parties are running?
1: So per party, I think there are like 10, 20 people. Okay, that's quite a lot. Um,
0: but and you're the president of
1: Interruva, correct? Not president, but I'm the first on the list. Okay. Yeah.
0: Is that because you're the most electable? <laughs>
1: maybe it is. Maybe the best it smile. <laughs> is. Yeah. Well, they voted for me um, to be first on the list, so that was oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. It.
0: And how is it once you're in the council and you're elected, how is it actually that you um, negotiate with the university what kind of power do you have what kind of sway do you have because i feel like a lot of people often think that um these elections just aren't very important because you guys don't have much power
1: yeah well we'd very much like to see an increase in power of the student council however we do actually have some power um first of all we have the right of advice so on everything the university is doing we can establish an advice give it to them and most of the time, they will actually do something with it, so they will take it into account when making decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our most important rights is the right of consent, which means that, for example, for the budget, for the budget, we can actually veto it. So if we don't give our consent, then they should change it. Which is oh wow, that's quite a big a big powerful yeah. tool. Um, some parties are in favor of always um, rejecting the budget. Is that red over? Yeah, That's right. Redu- well, yeah. Raduva isn't even participating. Maybe I don't know. They Re- are running Re- for election, they are running for elections, but they won't be in council. It's like Sinn Fein, yeah, in uh, Northern Ireland.
0: <laughs> Big revolution, lads! Yeah, yeah. I think also, um, we should maybe talk about a bit about the different parties. And, um, because the last one we had you and Rochier of um, yeah. the DVS, the Vrije uh, Partij for Students, the Free Student, yeah. Um, but there's three other. Parties running, and I actually haven't made up my mind yet of who to vote for, and I definitely want to vote in these elections. Um, So maybe we could have a discussion about the different parties, what they all represent. And yeah, so you're running for InterUVA. Yeah. And what is your main policy goal, if you had to sum it up?
1: Our main policy goal is having a good quality of education for all. Mm -hmm. So, um, quality of education should be the priority of a university. That's why the university is there. And that includes um, good quality of education for international students as for national students. So right now we see that some national, um, or some courses which were, um, pre- foremost in Dutch switched to English. Um, and that transition didn't go well. The lectures record, the lectures went back in quality. So
0: the, um, the courses in Dutch switched to English. Yeah. Which and, ones? Um, there were there was already a lot of master's courses where that was happening but bachelors yeah. as well are now switching yeah I and they're losing well. the teaching in dutch as a result
1: well yeah, um they will keep the same teachers yeah however they are n- not nearly as good in english as in dutch definitely yeah yeah however we also see the other side um where some we 20 20 of the students at uva is international
0: really that's a massive percentage that's a lot and yeah
1: for example, the website of the Central Student Council is still only in Dutch available, mm-hmm. which is something that's just so absurd.
0: It's also, I think the name of it is quite, it's a big mouthful, you know, it's like a very long Dutch phrase. Student yeah, yeah, that already is like off-putting. I think it should be nice and succinct, but you know, that's a, yeah. it's a different discussion, I guess. But yeah, I think, like you said, there's now 20% international, 80% Dutch that's such a huge percentage and there's so little integration between those two spheres. Well, Is that something that you're looking to change?
1: Yeah. Well, Inter started with the name being for international interdisciplinary. Okay. Um, and then um, we first started as a, as a PPLE, a party. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and th- now we're running in CSR as well. And we see that the problems um, are spread throughout the whole um, university. Because it's not only in our faculty where there's only Dutch translations, but around the whole university. Mm -hmm. And we'd very much like to improve that because international students are as much much students as any Dutch are. Um, But do you
0: think um, maybe the solution is not to, you know, introduce more translations into English, but rather to teach the international students Dutch? I think it's, I really have found it difficult to, you know, Learn Dutch in a formal setting without having to pay for lessons extra, and I haven't had a lot of disposable income over the last three years. So to actually go out there and learn Dutch, I think it should be something that is funded for by the university when you're an international student.
1: Well, we agree, but it, some some people are here for one year master program. Mm-hmm. You can teach Dutch in a year when you have another year study also well, to
0: do. You you can you can teach. You don't have to teach them fluently, and I don't think anybody is looking to um, become fluent in a year unless they're, you know, a big linguist and that's what they really want. But, you know, if you're here for a year, you take some Dutch classes on the side, you gain a decent knowledge of it, you can have a slight conversation. But for people who are here for three years, there's an awful lot of bachelor students like that. I think it would be really great to try and integrate them properly and it would solve so many other issues. You wouldn't have to worry about translation into Dutch you wouldn't have to worry about you know these two separate cultures coexisting and not really mixing. There'd be so much more of a cohesive university, I think.
1: Well, yeah, of course, but it's nice integrating and we would like to see it very much. Um, but the problem is that every Dutch student speaks English. Yeah. And no um, international student can speak Dutch in a month. When they come here. yeah. It's just impossible. Yeah. Um, you can't read a website in Dutch if you're only teaching it for a month, even full time, um, so that's not how we want to solve it. Mm-hmm. We are actually a lot of favor of these Dutch courses, even though they're really expensive for the university to provide them for free.
0: Definitely, I think that's that would go so far in solving so many things at university.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's hard, and it's been tried a lot, um, and we'll keep trying. But that's hard. So for student councils. We can advise them, but it's always up to the university what to do with our advice. So that's yeah. where we are limited in our power.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, you say that your, the INTER's main policy goal is uh, improving quality of education. Yeah. How are you going to do that tangibly? Like, which actual measures are you going to say to university, we want this to change, we want that to change, we want this to change?
1: Well, for example, we believe that and, uh, st- studying flexible is really good. Um, for example, by putting lecture recordings online very mm-hmm. soon because in a lot of faculties it doesn't happen. Yeah. Some students learn better when interacting with a tutor, lecturer, um, asking questions, be, being shy, they are sitting in a room. And Some students like it way better to pl- press pause, putting them yeah. fast forward or slow it down. Um, and we should come to agreement with all of these students, all of these kinds of different learners. And digital makes that a lot better. Um, also, there were kind a few budget cuts um, last year, and we do not see really a lot of money still spent on, for example, well, unnecessary stuff. Decoration, um, there's a lot of money spent on, and it doesn't... Well, I don't see where the money goes to, mm-hmm. um, which, and I believe it can be way better put into quality of education, better tutors... Um, better less uh, or lessons materials. Mm. So we hope to achieve that.
0: I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree that there's obviously a lot of money wasted. But I think in terms of the budget and things like that and getting better teachers, those are things that are decisions that are made on quite a specific level in the faculties. If you want to change things with regards to university, I think you need to hone in on specific areas like uh, the lecture recordings. Because with that, it's, it's ridiculous that they say, oh yeah, but we don't put them online. Because that means that people don't come to lectures. It's like if people don't come to lectures, that's their decision.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: They don't have to go. If if you want to make the tutorials mandatory, I'm actually in favor of that. I think it helps students like myself study better and become more dedicated to it. But with lectures, that's something where you have one lecturer doing their job that they're paid to do. They get paid a lot of money to do that for two hours. And then you have an auditorium with all your students who can choose to be there or not.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they're
0: paying to be there. Whereas the lecturer is being paid to do that, and that's the dynamic. They pay two thousand euros a year to be able to attend these lectures. If they don't want to, they don't want to. That's their loss. But as a part of that, they should say, "No, we're also gonna, you know, if we have the technology available to record these, and we do record them, why on earth would we release it five days before or not release? I think on European studies, they're not released at all.
1: Oh, well, that actually all. all lectures are recorded." So it's so weird that it's just one we, click never to put them online.
0: We've never that's it's disgraceful because I often think like I missed that lecture, I missed the next one. And it also when you once you miss a few, then you start to think oh, I'm not going to bother with any of them because now I've yeah. missed, you know, the foundations of the module. Exactly. Whereas if you could, you know, miss the first two or three and then watch them on the weekend or in your, you know, when it suits you. Because everybody's got very busy schedules here, man. You're trying to work. You're trying to study. You're trying to do extracurricular yeah. things as well. Often, you know, that And lecturer. they are so
1: important as well. Yeah. So a good quality of education isn't only just your basic study. Definitely, It's yeah. all the work you do besides it. Mm. It's the context you make. It's the extracurricular stuff. You're doing radio. That's that's so nice. And it's so good for your overall person, your yeah, being. And that's definitely. that was, that's what the university should promote.
0: I think that's something as well is um, that's one of the main things that i've felt that this university lacks when i compare it to my friends universities back in england is that there is so little community feeling at this university and there's so little extracurricular things that go on compared to you know us universities or english universities cuz there you you go to your classes and you have especially when there is no big campus here there's no way for people to build up a community feeling via where they live, unless you're in Spinoza, even then, you know, that's like a few thousand people, mostly international. When you come here as a first year, you have to find your own place to live. Everyone lives in different parts of the city, unless you have like a fraternity or a sorority, or you become very, very active in your study association, which often don't, you know, have the most carefree um, vibes. You know what yeah. I mean? It's often the with these study associations that they are there, it's very top down, it's very organized and it doesn't feel very genuine. Like this is just about socializing. It's more about, you know, the study.
1: Yeah. Well, and
0: yeah. it's something that's very hard to craft and I don't know exactly how to fix it, but I think that's something we've been trying to do here is create a community. Um, how would you go towards that? Because it seems like you think that's a problem as well.
1: Well, in PPOE, that's not a problem where I study. In is not a problem um, at all. Because it's really small um, and mm. people, o- almost everyone knows each other. Yeah. But we see, indeed, that's a problem in bigger faculties, for example, law or economic and business. Yeah. Um, that's, um, it's hard to do, creating a community feel. Mm. And um, making, for example, tutorials mandatory can actually help that to people to Definitely, go, go yeah. to there. Making friends, seeing each other. I
0: don't know what the situation is for. Um, I think with economics and business it's the same. But on the one of the main things I noticed when switching from PPLE to European Studies was that on PPLE every single module that you have, you have a completely different class. Yeah. So it's you know, and after like six months in PPLE, I had been in a class with nearly everybody exactly, in the year, yeah. and that means that when you go to class, you meet different people. On my first year in European Studies, I had the same 20 people for the entire year for all 10 modules and that meant that you know i knew these people quite well but there was you know nearly 100 other people who i just never met yeah and after a year of studying on the same course i'm like how have i how have i not met you how have i never even seen you before you know
1: yeah yeah that, that, that's awful and you should try to promote the community feeling and mm-hmm. not see that it should happen in housing because that's already Problem. I think housing is something that uh, Ideally
0: it would happen through that But in Amsterdam It's just, just not realistic Yeah
1: it's not realistic And it should come from a higher up And we, we we don't have anything to say on that yeah. um, So that's Yeah that's hard Especially Since they want to prioritize International students mm-hmm. um, That creates somewhat of an Inside outside community With Dutchies yeah, and international students Yeah a binary yeah, So thing. that's Also something we would like to address Because we in some studies, some faculties, we see that the internationals really form their own group. Yeah. Um, and therefore, the point you mentioned by integrating them would be very nice as well. You could either pair them up with a Dutch-speaking person, mm-hmm. uh, which would be way more. Um, it wouldn't. It would. Wouldn't way as be costly as lessons are, and you could actually learn way better Dutch. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So that's something we were thinking about. Um, so yeah that It is a big problem At the UVA um, And at other universities We see um, Or at least At some universities We see exactly the same problem They are trying to deal with it as well um, But it's just hard Especially very with hard not having Campus Trying indeed. to
0: create A more fun environment Or a more Integrated environment Like integration Is something that is So hard to do Because you can never Do it directly It's something that yeah. has to happen Over the course Of many many years with many many different actors, all kind of doing things that achieve integration without doing it directly.
1: Yeah, and the problem is, of course, that most international students leave after three yeah. years, mostly. Um, so they don't. Some people don't even want to integrate because they were like, "Yeah, what what do I gain? You know, I'll be only integrated in two years. I have one more left, and then she then I will, then I will leave again." Yeah. Um. So yeah, how to address it? That's really hard. Hmm. but we'll try to do anything we can to make sure that happens okay that's good
0: so let's get back to um the elections for a second Yeah. obviously your party is very much concerned with improving education that's it seems like that's your main focus and everything of your party will center around that
1: well yeah of course we have other points um we want to be have a transparent university Mm -hmm. we want to publish the budget online um for everyone to see where their money goes to. Because they pay a lot of money. So they deserve to know where it goes. Um, we also want sustainability is a big point. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's so so weird. Some stuff that's happening right now. Um, they continue wrapping everything up in different packages. And um, showing us food. Which they throw away later on. That's, that's something that shouldn't happen at a university. Full of young people who are all yeah. in favor of sustainability. And as last important point, we the student health welfare, which includes the mental health of students a lot. University students have one of the highest depression rates, or yeah. at least in Netherlands, and that's not how it should be. University is something that should be fun. People should enjoy it. People should learn from it and not get uh, mental health problems. So, um, so we would like to address that by introducing more counselors, people... More people to speak to and more openness about the topic. Hmm.
0: That's really good. And um again, as I said, I haven't quite decided who to vote yet for. Um, the other four parties that are running. For a second now, I'd like you to imagine that you're not running for Into Yeah. And if we can just have, I'll like try like not to be biased. Exactly. <laughs> an, an objective uh, discussion about the other ones. So we have also the Frei Partei for Studenten,
1: the Frei Student,
0: and they mostly are looking to improve the welfare of students and make that their focus, correct?
1: No, I don't think so. They are, their main point is digitalization. Okay. Um, and what,
0: is, what does that entail?
1: They want to uh, put lecture recordings online as well. Mm-hmm. And um, Isn't
0: that going to be one of your main focal points as well?
1: It's, it is a big focal point of us as well. And we'd like to very much work together on that. Mm-hmm. Um However, they also like to see uh, more Dutch people at university, so less internationals. Yeah, which we do not agree with because we see um, in in life when you get of out from university and start working, especially in Europe, you have such an international community who you should communicate with. Yeah, and is there pro- to prepare you for your future life, and your future life works is with a lot of international influence.
0: Hmm. I think that's um also a big part about Dutch culture right now. Especially in Amsterdam and the crossroads that the city faces. Because you have, like with the UVA, you have this huge international population who aren't learning a local language. And I can imagine, I don't know what it's like for you, but a lot of my Dutch friends find that extremely frustrating. Yeah. Like, people, like you were saying a second ago that people, you know, leave after their bachelor's. A lot of my friends who graduated PPLE last year, they stayed. There's yeah. not, it's a great country. It's a great city. It is. There's not, that many reasons to leave immediately. Maybe later on you might have opportunities back in your home country, but with me, for example, I can't see myself leaving. A lot of my friends who have left for a bit, they're coming back through to do their masters and there's a very yeah. good chance they'll stay on afterwards. So I think when people join, it's not so much about, you know, they don't learn Dutch. And that is the crux of this issue. I think if, if the internationals spoke Dutch, there wouldn't be as much aggravation between the two groups. There wouldn't be, you know, two separate spheres existing yeah so if we can i think that really should be a focus for for both of your parties because it seems like you represent opposing sides of that when actually there's no need for these sides to be opposing
1: yeah well yeah that's a great point and we should work on that Yeah. yeah
0: and the other ones we have uva social yeah and what are they looking to achieve
1: uh, we just had a debate with them. Uh, with I Hai, just had a debate with are, them. With I she
0: couldn't be here today because of uh, scheduling.
1: Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, she, we were talking about the growth to of the university mm-hmm. um, and that it's getting too big. Um, at least in some faculties, for example, law and economics and business, and you see that people are sitting in a theater in Carré without any tables or um, so close together, just working with a laptop on in a um, lab, and that shouldn't happen. Um, and we all agreed on that. However, um, Inter and the Freie Student argued that we should um, limit it to selection procedures. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, you should have quality over quantity, um, which means that uh, a good quality of education also comes from a good quality of students. Definitely, yeah. So, you should have a selection procedure um, by having interview, writing an essay, writing a motivation, um, also looking at grades. Not only, of course, but that's an important part as well. Um, and that's how we should um, continue in our university. Yeah. Um, if shall disagreed, stating that we should have a lottery on that, um, and Inter totally disagrees with the lottery um, of students because... You should um, study at your merit. You focus on how good you are, your motivation, what you want in life, and not out of luck.
0: Yeah, and I think as well if the Dutch system for admitting students is, is good in the sense that, you know, it doesn't exclude anyone. Um, but again, the fact that you have a retention rate that's so low and there's so many people who sign up in the first year and by the second year there's only, what, 60% of them left. Yeah. It should not be that low. There's obviously, when you have a number like that, it shows that there's so many people who just joined because they just wanted to go to university. They didn't know yet. If you don't know, then take a gap year. Yeah, that costs the university so much money. Exactly.
1: Um, You can cut it out. um yeah carry on um so yeah um students should um i mean the highest quality of students it's important and when you write a motivation letter you're already thinking about by yourself and why do i want to do this and some students find out writing the motivation letter that this study isn't for them Mm. so um it also helps
0: doing the essay and everything and yeah
1: yeah it also helps students to really make a choice because students won't write 10 different motivation letters yeah. Um, so they'll focus their time on one. Exactly. And and they this is took more time to choose.
0: The system in England, um, you have basically you apply for five universities. Uh, and it's all done through a centralized system called UCAS. And you have to write a personal statement. And that's taken very, very seriously. You spend months preparing this one document, which is like 500 words. And you have a lot of meetings with teachers to say, mm. what do you want to study? How are you going to temper this? And you can basically only apply for one thing. So you really have to think about it quite a lot. Yeah. And I've noticed that people, um, Dutch people I've met, they just go, oh, yeah, I did this, and then I switched, and I switched, and I did this. And it's like I never hear people in England doing that because by the time they get to 18, you've studied so much and you really start to think about, okay, what do I really like? What's yeah. going to suit me? And also once you've done that, then you've kind of committed to it. And even if it wasn't the perfect choice, you make it into – a good choice because you're like, you know what? I've decided on this. I'm just going to stick with it. Whereas in Holland, when you have all these people coming into class who a lot of them aren't, you know, on the same level as other students, just simply because they didn't get anywhere near as good grades, but they still graduated. Different interests, different interests. And you have a classroom dynamic, which isn't cohesive. It doesn't facilitate good discussion in class. And I think that is also a part of quality of education. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we would be very much in favor of selection procedures and against a lottery system. Yeah,
0: I think it's surprising as well that they don't have selection procedures. For example, with medicine, um, there isn't a rigorous selection process, is there?
1: Yeah, there is. So, um, there actu- is medicine. Actually, two years ago, the Dutch Parliament passed a law which um, made it illegal to have lottery systems in university. Yeah, um, so because oh yeah it used to be like that yeah, yeah. it used to be that, that, like that and the parliament found it um unjust to let people who have way worse grace pass just by luck yeah um and therefore they made it illegal to do it via a lottery system so it was a couple of years ago it was a lot of lottery mm-hmm. and based on luck and right now they changed that can you move your mic up
0: a little bit but yeah perfect um yeah that makes perfect sense as well it it seems oh you know it's more fair to have it as luck but there's nothing fair about somebody going ahead of somebody who's less qualified than them exactly um yeah and i it seems like you know they made that change in the legislation but the university ha- hasn't quite caught up to it yet yeah. And they still have it i remember with european studies when i got into that i was i had pretty terrible grades to be honest and I think because I was on PPD beforehand, they let me in as a result, but I still had the requirement grades, which for a u- university like the University of Amsterdam, I found, that, I found that surprising. I wouldn't have been able to get into a university like this in England with my grades. So yeah, I I d- it doesn't
1: it, matter what grade you got for the most studies uh, as long as you passed your final exam in the yeah, I find that
0: which, that's a bit idealistic, you know, to think well, that way.
1: It, it's it's kind of good in some... Uh, for some courses, it is great because, for example, when studying study music, it doesn't matter what your grades are. Yeah. Um, because some people who get the worst grades are really good and not the way around. Um, but for some studies, it actually is beneficial to select students, especially those who are very big mm. and where the university can't handle the amount of students. They should limit it and selection is the best option there is.
0: Yeah. And I think... That is something which actually seemed, when I was talking at the start about how you need to hone in on things which are achievable and are tangible, um, that seems like something that you could, if you made that a big part of your of your platform, that you could keep on pressing that and you might actually get that to happen. Yeah. So that seems like a good one. And then we have um, slaffs They <laughs> they didn't want to come in um, yeah. to do an interview with us because they would rather drink beer. It's a direct quote. (laughs) What what are they all about? Beer. Is that it?
1: Yeah. Well, um, is it just
0: a joke party?
1: Yeah. It it is a joke party. Where did it come Um, from? They come from the science uh, faculty, so they started there. Yeah. Um, and they were like, yeah, vote. They they found that you um get paid some amount of money uh, to run into the council. Yeah. And they said that like, oh sure, that would be nice, we're running. And then they came up with campaign statements which were actually only all based on vote for us and you get free beer. A lot of people voted on that. Um and they got a lot of seats and they actually paid some money to free beer and they actually
0: How have they how have they done on their free beer promise?
1: Mm, well okay. Well, in my opinion, not good enough. Probably if not it,
0: good enough. I haven't seen any free beer. Yeah, it's it's they, like they, they are
1: only in effective of Science right now.
0: Oh, so it's just Science Park.
1: So it's just free beer and Science Park.
0: Oh, that's fucked.
1: Yeah. Um, and they that's did horrible. it once every two months. Um, g- g- Handing out free beer, which is well way like-, like seeing the amount of money they would get for that many seats is once every two months. How many seats they have? I'm not sure.
0: How many seats are there in total in the FSR? In the, Oh, no, the CSR, sorry. In the, the CSR,
1: there are um, seven mm-hmm. to be elected. And in most faculties, it's around 10. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I can't. I mean, the thing is as well, if, if you want to make beer a part of your platform, that's fine by me. I love beer. Beer is excellent. <laughs> Same. But really, you got to think about the way that you can distribute the most beer to the most people. And to say we're just <laughs> going to give out free beer at Science Park once every two months with obviously quite a limited stock, and it's just going to be a frenzy for the first two hours and all the beer will be gone. What the fuck is the point of that? You know, why not actually just say, you know what, we're going to do a university wide thing, we're going to fight? Because I do also support the underlying motivation behind that party, which is we want more social things going on, we want more borrows, we want people to get drunk and have fun and interact with each other and become friends and improve. Like we are talking about the community feeling. I think a massive part of that is just getting people socializing and what is socializing at this age without drinking.
1: I don't think they've thought that far as you just did. I mean,
0: I, I, I hope this, there was some backroom discussions like this.
1: Well, there, there were like, can you name five keywords of your party? And I said like beer, 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 beer.
0: Well, that's, that's 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 really funny and all, but it doesn't really go very far yeah. in politics. Well,
1: actually, that that's the problem. It does. Um, you see that a lot of people <laughs> vote for the beer party, for Slavs. Yeah, but um, they, like, and, it... and uh, sometimes I just I'm just disappointed in students. I I'm mean, you, you're doing, you're sitting at university, you are all smart people. I know that you like beer, but they, do you really vote for this? Yeah. Um,
0: but then, like, I agree with you that I'm. I'd be disappointed in the students voting for them and the people running the Slavs party as well. If they could actually, you know, change their message into something cohesive, like what I was just talking about. If you make it you put a community angle on it and you actually try and say, now we're going to do shitloads of one euro beer borals, yeah but across the university and we're going to do a massive boral for everyone. And there'll be one euro beer one euro shots. You could do that, man. That's like achievable. Every, There's no reason every why. Every we two can't weeks, do that. you can. With yeah. the
1: amount of money they will be getting, I guess you can if you have three p- people elected. Yeah. And I mean, that, w- that would be nice. It's I still, a lot more difficult. It, it will be still like you do have, they do, the university. The, this is also a point why the university doesn't give a, mo- a lot of power to the student council because a lot of people elect. Joke parties, joke parties. Yeah, and it's, um, it's it's
0: really not a joke, university. Well, Well the, no. the, the political side of it should not be treated as a no. joke.
1: and I, I I get why people vote for it. Yeah. Um, because well, some like if you're talking about transparency, democracy, quality of education, most people will just fall asleep. And I don't know, anyway, you say free beer, people were like, oh damn, free beer. Yeah, yeah. get my vote. Um, but they don't <clears throat> they
0: don't think about you know. <clears throat> Most people who voted for them probably never got a free beer. And yeah. that in of itself is <clears throat> already terrible. If it you're gonna terrible. run on a platform of free beer, you better be prepared to seriously commit to distributing free beer. Yeah. And they're exactly. clearly not.
1: Dude, good to do it not.
0: So I'm um, a bit disappointed in <clears throat> them from the sounds of it. Um and coming back to Uva Social, um, besides um the lottery system they would like to see implemented, um, what else do they stand for?
1: Um well they are also in favor of community feeding. Mm-hmm. And they try to achieve that by making all lectures and tutorials mandatory. Okay. Um, which has upsides and downsides.
0: And inter and DVS are not in favor of that.
1: Currently, well, we are. Um, in we do agree partially with the mandatory tutorials because we do think they um, actually provide a lot of in depth depth. Uh, content for example in politics we have discussion you need people for discussion yeah you need when you have hosting a debate as a tutor you can do that with only three people yeah um so yeah for some courses they should show up however for example in business for some classes students um who are really good in math they don't need all the attention so you should rather go to people who are struggling with that course um so it should kind of be relative for inter the, the president st- states that it should, shouldn't should be mandatory at all, and if you want to go, you should, you should go and, yeah. another way around. I mean,
0: they're the free student party. Yeah, free exactly. student,
1: exactly. Um, I find
0: as well that um, for me, I really did enjoy the mandatory um, tutorials on PPLE. I think for making lectures mandatory, is a bit ridiculous. I, I, I would never be in favor of that. also logistically, that's a nightmare, to try and keep track of everybody, 150 people who are coming into a lecture hall, that's just not. That would take no. so much time. Well, there are systems of course. you need like a fingerprint system. Or, I don't know. Yeah, that's gonna cost so much money to implement that across universities. <clears so throat> I don't think that's ever gonna work. But with tutorials, I do see the argument, and myself personally, I really prefer having mandatory tutorials. But that's because I have very little self discipline when it comes to class. <laughs> yeah, that's su- wa- that's
1: just such a conflict of interest. Exactly. Like, yeah. Most people it, like mandatory. Well, like their tutorials and like being there, and like yeah. that. There are a lot of people. But when they're not mandatory anymore, people just don't show up.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I've found um, with European studies, they're not mandatory at all. They often say at the start, oh yeah, you have to come. You don't have to come. <laughs> they really, it was never ever enforced at any stage of the last three years. And whenever I come to class, it's a full class and people go. And there's very little problem with small class attendance. So I don't think that it, um, it is something that, needs to be widespread that's just my opinion at least I think it can be down to the faculty councils yeah, to influence exactly. that and in each different yeah. obviously on PPLE they like to do that um yeah but I, I think it's it's something that differs for every person and you have to kind of figure it out and even for me you know having the mandatory classes on PPLE was good but that was because you know I was 18 and I didn't know how the fuck to study and I still in many ways don't <laughs> but you know having to yeah. having to Cultivate self-discipline and do this because you really want to do it, not because somebody's telling you to do it, is a good thing. And yeah, that's exactly. what life's ultimately about.
1: However, we do have, like, we partially agree with the free student. However, on making it less mandatory, we want to keep the same mandatory uh, attendance. However, we want there to be more um, exemptions. Yeah. For example, um, my brother had a thesis presentation I really wanted to be there and I couldn't. Or when someone has a wedding, you could only go to one wedding a year. Well, that that's weird. Um yeah. so it's not about making excuses, but it's about um accepting being exceptions. Flexible, yeah. yeah, being yeah. more flexible in what you think is an okay excuse. Mm. Because that's sometimes hard. Yeah, well yeah. having
0: different punishments for missing yeah. tutorials. To exactly. Say if you miss tutorial you have to do in an assignment, and you actually have to do that. And I think a big part of it as well is um, cultivating discipline amongst teachers and saying that, you know, actually when you're instructing a professor about how they're going to handle their class, I think they should be told actually if people break the rules, you really need to fucking come down on them and not just go, oh yeah, whatever, because I have always pushed these boundaries and been like, I'm going to see what I can get away with. I'm going to see if I can hand it in a week late or go to no classes or do this. And most of the time they'll let you get away with it. Yeah. And I, again, I think it would be better if the professors were a bit more strict in many yeah. circumstances. But again, that's just me. That's what I need. Most students don't, don't have these, these same kind of struggles. Um, and Uwe Social, is or anything else that they're looking to really implement.
1: Um, not that i am especially aware of Mm -hmm. they also plead for sustainability yeah um i think that's something that you
0: all agree on i imagine
1: yeah almost everyone agrees on it um how how we're going to do it has some small detail differences but yeah
0: Mm. and the last party is red uva and what are they about
1: red uva is um ...does not agree with how student council works. They are against the powerless um, council. Mm-hmm. They state they say that we don't have any power to do anything, so we should just boycott the council, um, which means that they want to get elected and then not take up their seat, so they don't vote, not yes, not no, not, not anything um they don't write some stuff they're only active during elections and that's it throughout the whole year yeah however the they do get paid so they are doing nothing all year just during election week and they do get paid
0: which and they would use that money to towards revolutionary causes
1: yeah well sometimes they say that they will use it for protest yeah but the couple last years well they have been doing nothing. They haven't also they haven't been have doing products. Well.
0: Yeah. Oh they have.
1: Um yeah, or maybe even two. Not sure. Um but yeah, just leaving an empty seat isn't good for anyone. If you want the power to change, um if you want to give the synth guys more power, um you could try it maybe two years, three d- years in a row to not be there. But after 10 years, you should have finally seen yeah. that it doesn't work. And How long should... have they been going for? They are really old. Oh, really? Yeah, so they've been for quite some time protest party. Um, and they still haven't seen or do not want to see that their st- strategy does not work.
0: Mm, I think the strategy is... um, It's a boycott strategy, obviously. And I think they think that if they do this, then somehow there'll be a reaction from the student population to say, oh, this is um, really good and we're going to... Like, this, this strategy only works if, combined with it, you also create a new student body which is organized and political and hierarchical and you say, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to create a new body which is effective to rival the CSR, which is obviously not official and we don't get paid for it, but we'll use CSR money... To go into this new organization which has different aims and is gonna try and challenge the CSR. And if they were doing that, in some ways I would respect that because at least, you know, they're being honest to their plea and their boycott is true. But really, it seems like they're just boycotting it because they don't like it and they would, they like to complain about it and they have this fantasy of revolution of like, you know, we can. Pretend like, oh, yeah, we're not a part of the system. It's like...
1: You can be. You say
0: say you're not a part of the system, but you come to class every day. You go to the fucking library. You worry about deadlines. Uh And, you know, you, you go and wear high street fashion. And then you say, no, I'm not a part of the system. No, I'm against the system. It's like, yeah, I... I, I don't see how those things can be consistent yeah. with each other of really being a part of the university in every single sense and then when it comes down to politics you go nah fuck the university in every single way. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. any sense to me.
1: Yeah for me well I I don't get it. you know you can change you can maybe do not have all the power you would want, but you can try to get that power. you could try to change how it works in university and yeah. how you do it is by arguing. By discussing, by talking to the right people, by having meetings, uh, writing strategy, advices, yeah. strategy, yeah, making this, and not by nothing. Mm. So, yeah, I am. Um, well, this is for me the party. I wouldn't. I would rather vote for the beer party, for the joke party, than for this party.
0: I think I would as well. Yeah, it's it's tricky though. I think. Um even Red Uber, I think they do have a point that maybe the CSR needs more power and they need um
1: Yeah we, more ability
0: to change things. But it's it's about strategy. It's about, you know, I remember when um like when Bernie Sanders, for example, when he runs for president, he often says, you know, he's an independent. When he's when he's in Congress, he's not a Democrat. Yeah. He's an independent. He's always been an independent as a mayor in Vermont, as a senator. Um but then when he runs for president, he goes, no, I'm not going to be independent. Obviously not. I'm going to be a Democrat, even though I disagree with how this system works with how it's structured. How the hell am I going to go against the whole system and try and change that? It's not even about what is right. It's about what's realistic Yeah. of how you're going to change things in the most pragmatic way possible. No matter how fucking stupid you think the FSR, the CSR is or how much little power they have, you're not going to create a new one. And destroy the csr university never is gonna is never gonna allow that the csr is never gonna allow that you just it's just not feasible so yeah i don't think i could support them either and i think i maybe could support the beer party if they if they <laughs> stop being a joke because that's you know beer, beer is yeah. not a joke man oh we'll, we'll people see people make it, their, it, it's, it's their whole first lives year, out of beer
1: it's their first year in council yeah um we'll see how they do um I do not have very high expectations, but maybe they'll surprise me.
0: Mm. We shall see. And I think on that note, we'll end this podcast. I hope you guys are a bit more clued in about which uh, party you want to vote for. I think I've made my decision, but I won't reveal it. I'll just reveal it in the voting booth. Thank you very much for coming in, Pella. It's been a pleasure chatting to you.
1: Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed listening and to vote in after listening to this podcast. Oh, you watch it.
0: This is objective, yeah? (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Get out there and vote. Polls are open till the 17th.